0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of TapCav Transmissions. I am joined not only today by Corey, boring, but also Alex from Star Wars Explained. How are you doing today, my good friend?
1: I'm doing great, uh, but I would argue that I'm even more boring than Corey,
0: dude. You have a green have background. To say
1: that, Alex. Thank look, you.
0: look at his background. <laughs> That's because
1: no- I was just talking about Loki. That's why <laughs>
0: he's got a customized green background. Nobody with a custom background <laughs> hey, is boring. Hold
2: on, hold on. It just. Keep talking. Give me a second. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. You, oh yeah, I forgot you do have the lights too. Um. So today we're talking about book two. Well, I guess this we'll get into that. The second major book of the uh, the High Republic, and that is into the dark or no, not into the darkness. The Rising Storm. <laughs> I've been saying that like I've been getting the titles mixed up all the time now, but um, but this is kind of a unique experience because Corey and I have kind of just been taking in the main high republic books and alex you've kind of you've been all in right
1: uh yeah i mean that's <laughs> what i for some reason decided to do when i started the channel i was like i'm gonna try to keep up with everything and mm-hmm. remember it all and so yeah it's it's a lot but uh i have been enjoying it i will say i mean i just said it right before we went live that i think it's fair to call this book too mm-hmm. i think that if all you do is read the novels like so far those have been the ones that have really uh grabbed me and like I I really love them. Um the other ones I've been enjoying, but it's not on the same level,
2: in my mm-hmm. opinion.
0: I was scared for a second did you there. Feel after oh.
2: the first one, the Light of the Jedi, how did you feel about that one? Uh I, I liked it a lot. I remember,
1: yeah, eck at, at least uh you gave it like I think you said a, a B minus or C plus or somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. I really liked it, but I was just really, really hoping that we would Get to do a lot of different stuff with it and mm, right. so it i would say it beat my expectations for what it could be um but i also understand that you know not everyone wants right this kind of star wars storytelling so but i, well, I was I glad to us, hear that you like this one more
2: yeah i think for us the comparison we were making at the time was it was a bit more like darth bane which we knew you were really into but for mm-hmm. us we just covered it again we were a bit lower on than i think we even expected to be going in
0: no i expected yeah. not to like it because I, I, I read it last year and yeah
1: right so I, I love the darth bane trilogy well i i'd actually like to ask you this because um did you like thrawn greater good i think you you said that
0: no that not one? not really to be honest I oh, okay did.
1: he didn't okay yeah. well i i liked the first one chaos rising i liked that one pretty mm-hmm. well greater good not so much but i think that i tend to lean more in the fantasy with my Star Wars and I get the impression that you guys lean more sci-fi. Would that be a correct assumption?
0: I mean, I think it depends, but like, I like one of my favorites is Courtship, Princess Leia, and that one's pretty fantasy, but (laughs) yeah, I I think generally you wouldn't be super off there.
2: Okay. I think for me, uh, the difference, like the the reason I kind of group Light of the Jedi more with Darth Bane is almost over the top in different directions where light of the Jedi was kind of over the top light side, whereas Darth Bane mm, was very sure. over the top mm-hmm. uh, tour style as a novel or KOTOR as a novel uh, dark side powers. Yeah. And so there was a lot in light of the Jedi that I think got toned down a bit here on kind of the Saccharin, We're all the Republic every three lines mm-hmm. that I, I wasn't landing as well for me, but I think here it was still present, but it was, it, it wasn't as omnipresent as in the first sure. book.
0: I thought it was more like in this book. And that's one of my first notes I wrote down. Like I felt more that it was like a golden age in this book. It was like more of a, like last book, it felt like a lot of um, tell not show. Whereas like they kept saying, this is the golden age. And like but this book, I really felt it like with the, the fair and whatnot. Um, but yeah, should we, before we get right into the book though, anything else you want to talk about with the higher public Alex? Like, like where do you kind of rank the material like is there a comic that really kind of stands out to you or is there Like an arc like I mean going into this book, for example, Corey and I we didn't know anything about like the Drengear Um, so I'm just kind of wondering kind of your thoughts on the overall kind of experience
1: Yeah, like um I I would just say the rising storm and the light of Jedi is what's jumped out the most to me I've enjoyed the comic both comics mm-hmm. the adventures comic surprised me the most because mm-hmm. I wasn't really it was for kids, so I wasn't really expecting much, and it's been a lot better than I would have anticipated. Mm-hmm. Um, Into the Dark, that one, I wouldn't say it disappointed me, but usually I love Claudia Gray's stuff so much, and that this one mm-hmm. wasn't as good. I do think the Gear are a little bit goofy, mm-hmm. um, but I also, I think their time in this world is going to be short. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think the novels have been the best part for me and everything else has been basically my reaction to most star wars where i'm just like yeah all right that's good like that's fine yeah and, and then sometimes things come along that i'm like i love this thing and like this book did it light of the jedi did it fallen order did it mm-hmm. like th- those are the ones that really jump out
0: yeah no i was feeling that with this book too like i really enjoyed this one um, and I was kind of wondering like whether I should go back and read something else because like there were one thing that I've kind of complained about as someone with a bad memory. And I know you probably don't have the same issue. Alex is like character overload. Um, and like I had,
1: I was, I was chuckling at your tweets about it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like I couldn't even remember. was Stellan Gios even in the light of the Jedi. Like, no. Nah. Okay. Cause I was like, I know this name from somewhere, but like, I don't know who he is. Um, Yeah, so he's
1: he's mentioned but not seen.
0: Okay, I feel like
2: more Elzar. Yeah, that one.
0: Well, even Elzar didn't get too much play in the in the first one.
2: Yeah, Uh like I I spent the first hundred book or hundred pages of this book, uh, trying to remember which characters I already knew Mm -hmm. and which characters they were from the last book because it had been a few months, so. Mm I, I you know, that's got probably of it,
1: but. It, it's probably something that helps when you're like reading the comics and getting kind of yeah. a refresher over and mm-hmm. over but I also feel like just reading things like Game of Thrones where the first 20 pages are like here's 200 people good luck and I guess it's just i I trust that the author is going to mm-hmm. keep reminding me who these people are until it's <laughs> stuck and uh for me that worked but uh, it's definitely a lot of new characters to keep track of
0: yeah No, like I think for me if the book would have would have been worse I would have really struggled um, but like it I kind of have the same thing when I'm reading the game, game of Thrones like and for this I end up taking like a lot of notes like I, I, I took notes on like because I, I was worried and at the end I probably didn't need to but like I've got notes on like kind of because it, and I, I guess we'll just mention two at this point There is going to be spoilers and, and like full spoilers for the book um, in this video and anything else so if you haven't read it yet, maybe come back later but we start off and we've got kind of i guess like five almost five or six story arcs we've got uh stell geos we've got ty york we've got uh, uh elzar man we've got Martian roe and dis uh we've got bell and his new master Indira and then we've also got uh a lorna d chapter those are kind of like the first five or six character chapters and then all of them kind of end up c- uh collecting in the same place like of course you get um, Elzar Men and Stellan Geos in the same place, and you get Ty York eventually makes uh, her way there too. Marcion Rowe and the rest of the Nile kind of meet up. So, it, like, it was, I was kind of worried that we were going to, you know, keep getting these like five or six individual plot lines and then they would keep picking up new characters, but it ended up kind of being a lot more reasonable, um, like, halfway through than I was expecting, I guess. <laughs>
2: And that fear in light of the jedi as well because you start off with like the uh i think it's five or six chapters in a row where you're starting off and then the person who's telling the story is dead by the end of the chapter like mm-hmm. is this going to be the whole book is everyone yeah. just gonna die mm-hmm. yeah i think that this
1: i was listening to a force center podcast earlier and they were talking about how this book it feels a lot like season two of game of thrones or reading book two of that Mm -hmm. series where it's like, yeah, there are familiar characters, but there's also some new ones and yeah, it's like you you kind of feel like you got to take notes and remember who these new people are. Uh, But the way that these books are written reminds me of a game of thrones where it's like, you get a Ned chapter and a Sansa chapter Mm -hmm. and an Arya chapter and a John chapter. And like, like, I need another Ned chapter. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And I, I think, I appreciate the shorter chapters in this book mm-hmm. and light of the Jedi where it's like, yeah, you just kind of quickly read through it because you want to get back to bell. Like what, what's happening with bell? And, mm-hmm. uh, it just keeps you going. I really
0: like that. <laughs> so is that your like chapter you want to read next? Was that bell for you? I'm kind of curious.
1: Um, I guess it depends. I think probably Elzar, are, mm-hmm. but definitely <laughs> at the end it was bell. Um, yeah,
0: in those, those, last... those last few chapters,
1: yeah. yeah. Elzer's I, I think, think the, the, the first third, I was all about Marquee on Rowe because mm-hmm. he was doing that little temple kind of excursion, and the, I was like, "What's he heading towards?" Full and mystery box throughout <laughs> the book. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. What's
2: the on market looking like for you guys? Because like I was coming into the book pretty high on his chances to get something big done, and thought of him as a lot more capable that was kind of like peaking towards the middle of this book. And by the end, sure. He has the leveler, but, uh, I feel like my, my respect level in universe for, for what Roe can do. I've really, I'm selling on market.
0: I mean, he takes some L's for sure. Um, but I think he sees like a, most of the Nihil is pretty disposable. Um, I gotta say the, the Nihil were one of the facts, like just generally in this book, I thought the world building was a lot better. Um, like, I don't know if that's like because of the different writing style or what, but like the Nihil, I thought we're, were a little bit overdone in, in book one, um, with like how they were characterized and stuff in this book. I thought it was much better. Um, but yeah, he's definitely like, he, he's not like a traditional villain. Like he's not like a Thrawn early on where like, you know, for books one and two Thrawn's going to do nothing wrong. Really? He'll make some small mistakes. But like in this, it's like Martian is like, he's going to have some major fuck ups and, yeah, it's kind of interesting because it's like and you also we still I mean maybe there's something in like the other books but we still don't even know why he's so pissed off at the Jedi.
1: Right. I my hot take is that maybe and I maybe hopefully the Nile and Markion and the Dringear like I wonder if they're all uh not really going to be that influential throughout the rest of the mm-hmm. High Republic. Like I kind of like this idea that that's what they're all selling. Like, here are the big threats, but yeah. then Markion just unleashes the leveler. And then like, what if he just dies, but he let like some way, way worse thing get out and just, because there's no major conflict mm-hmm. for a thousand years after Darth Bane and before uh, episode one. So I like the idea of just like all of these little things happening to the Jedi over time, and we see them start to degrade.
0: I mean, we even see that a bit like the end of this one, um, where it's Stellan is basically called in. I, I'm pretty sure it's Stellan's called in by Lena So and is like, yeah, you're going to be, it's kind of like almost like a mini Clone Wars situation where she's like recruiting him to, to lead the Jedi against the Nihil. And he's like, that's not really our job. Um yeah. I don't know. Like, I agree. I feel there's like, this might be overstating. I feel like there's almost a 0% chance that the Nihil are like. A big bad in this like I I think you're right where they are kind of just setting the stage for Something I I still think at some point we'll probably see sith come in Um, just because it's like it's that era. I don't think it's a mistake That they are 200 years before and like that they can spend time kind of setting the scene for what comes later, but
1: Yeah, maybe the nile will be the big bad for phase one hmm and they'll be dealt with and they'll be gone. Maybe Marcion's still running around because he does feel like he's got a lot of baggage with the mm-hmm. Jedi. Uh, but I think the Nile will probably be gone. But <laughs> whatever this leveler is, is going to be like a, a bigger problem to be dealt with.
0: Right. I guess let's just, we can just talk about that now. So for those who haven't read the book and who don't care about spoilers, again, full spoilers here. The Much of the book is, well, at least Marcion Rose portion is him going and finding this strange well it's at first it seems like a device but it's 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 a device and a creature i guess um called the leveler and it's some sort of force creature it almost like it reminded me kind of of the voxen um that the vong used um but like much deadlier it like you you, it's kind of sad they at the end of the book um loading great storm who's been missing for a year at this point and just absolutely been tortured is um is saved and he gets just like the juice sucked out of him by this this leveler well, creature. He,
2: does he get the juice sucked out of him or does he get petrified in like uh it's it, unclear right now like a
0: basilisk
2: yeah like is he that you can't make him go through that get rescued fall down the cliff he's got so many oh well now he's safe. Moments. No, he's and dead. He His that?
0: skull like collapses, doesn't it? At the end, doesn't he like yeah, turn yeah, into like, dust?
2: Oh, oh yeah, he's
1: not coming back. Yeah. <laughs> but petrification isn't a, isn't a bad descriptor for mm-hmm. it because it, it's a lot like what happens on Malachor. You know, like mm-hmm. there's just all these stone people, and you touch them, and they fall apart. I got that was just the worst freaking thing is those last few pages, and like I was reading it on the Kindle, Me and I was just. Keeping an eye on 97% like, left in that book. Yeah, <laughs> Four I minutes I in like, the chapter. Left. Uh, yeah, I'm like, come on. They, Bell and Loden, you can do it. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Just let them live. And on the last goddamn page, I was just like, oh, shit.
2: Just so mad.
0: I think. Uh, I knew
2: someone would die, but I I really didn't think it would be him because he was supposed to be the death last time. Well, yeah. I guess uh, yeah. the Tagruda Molly was. I, I keep forgetting her name. To, to I, really I will chapter, like but... a
1: lot of the side characters, people who don't get chapters, I do not know their names. Like I didn't
0: <laughs> maybe there's the I'll one jedi the line, and but... the uh, fighter who dies in this one gets killed well, by the the
2: one who died when well, no one gave it no one cares. See was the athorian? Uh... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but... <laughs> speaking of Malachor there was there's actually a reference that uh Scott has used twice now uh by Sirix blade so clearly that means all of KOTOR 2 is now re-canonized uh,
0: Yeah, there was uh, he
2: used it in the comics too, if you
1: haven't seen that so Maybe three times.
0: Yeah, there you go Um, So you, who's your guys okay, so we, we talked a bit about I mean just for me I kind of want to talk about Elzar man because he was like usually when you read Jedi they're so like unrelatable Um, but he was the first one where like, I felt like he was actually feeling human emotions. He's got like, not only angst about like joining, well, he's, he's got angst about being a Jedi clearly because, you know, he's got all these kind of romantic entanglements. Some of them going beyond purely the physical, uh, like he's clearly got more than just a, I want to have sex with thing with Avar Chris. Um, but like, he's also just having like, I don't know if I want to stay on this planet forever. Like I, like, I don't know if I want to wander the galaxy forever, if I want to be the Marshal in this world forever. Um, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts about that, but he was definitely my favorite character in the book and probably one of my favorite Jedi characters, period, up to this point.
1: Yeah, I mean, he you said it well. He feels the most relatable and human, and he does stuff that you're like, yeah, i he dips into the dark side and, like, throws that giant disc at a Nile ship and destroys it mm-hmm. and it's a very like hell yeah moment and then he's like mm, I shouldn't have done that like <laughs> at least not the way I did it and like you know part of you is like come on Elzar you had to do that and then part of you is like okay yeah it's not the Jedi way I get what you're saying <laughs> but uh yeah I loved his chapters I loved the Jedi walk of shame
0: mm mm-hmm. yeah so- <laughs> not only a walk of shame but like a walk of shame when like denial or suicide bomb and you're playing it right
1: (laughs) just that line about like oh we have so many layers of clothes and now i know why like (laughs) every every button you unbuckle you're like oh i shouldn't be doing this but i'm gonna
0: i really like their relationship as well um i I forget her name the uh the administrator samira Samira, yeah roho or or whatever yeah i I really like the relationship and then he even kind of gets rejected by her again at the end too where she's like listen Just a night of fun, (laughs) like. But um, what was I gonna say? the The Jedi of this era are kind of like weirdly deterministic too. I mean, I guess Jedi always are, but I hope that they address that at some time because it's all you know. Oh, I'm glad the Force brought you through this, or the the Force did what the Force needed to do. But and then you have characters like Elzar who are just you know they're they're not willing to accept the fact that all their friends are gonna die, so they throw a giant world island through a spaceship. And it kind of reminds me, like, that's a discussion we get in Legends a lot, um, whether, and then even, like, how Elzar used the Force there, that was another Legends thing, like, is it about the result or the intention? Um, So I'm hoping that that's something that we kind of explore a bit more in the rest of the books. Because they are at this, like, the fact that they are in this golden age, and they're, you know, they see themselves as the perfect Jedi, um, you know, like, that's there's some folly in that, too, like. Maybe a lack of introspection, or like a lack of discussion, or whatever. Um, so I, I hope we see more of that.
1: I really liked the the line about how the the Jedi's greatest strength is also their greatest weakness. You know, mm-hmm. the fact that they carry every death with them, and they have to like they want to give second chances. They want to like say, I don't I don't have to kill you to some of these Nile, mm-hmm. and the Nile never show the same thing to them and i think it said something about how like that's also the gap in their armor yep. their greatest strength is the also their gap in their armor i love that line but also some badass things like i think it was indira who says like she she killed someone and she uh regretted it and then she just looked for another regret to add to her tally <laughs> yeah it's like mm, yeah cool.
0: <laughs> yeah it's like it's like I've, i forget this saying it's like i don't wish bad on people but there's some people who like i smile when something bad happens to you know that's the kind of expression um yeah that was that was interesting too and it's it's kind of interesting to see how some of the different jedi like fall on that spectrum where like yeah and in one case you're right like that one jedi who saves the falling nihil only to have him you know end up killing i can't remember the name of the jedi like that's on on one end um And then there's others who, like, are definitely a bit more willing to, you know, be those defenders of peace um, and, you know, be aggressive and, you know, give less of a chance. Like, like in the heat of battle, if you see a Nihil coming for you, like, are you going to be the Jedi who offers him a chance to surrender? Or are you going to be the one who, you know, smartens up and realizes what's about to happen?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I just get the sense that they haven't had to do anything they haven't had the chance to make these decisions mm-hmm. so i think sometimes they don't they don't know what to do um but yeah I, I really like seeing them grapple with all of it
2: mm-hmm. it is kind of the the same kind of dynamic or the same kind of opposing views between alzar and stalin as you get between obi-wan and anakin and how they see their place in the order Uh, but on a bit more of a level playing field because it's not Master Apprentice. It's people who've grown up together. And Elzar definitely thinks more about the consequences of what he's doing as a Jedi more than Anakin does. Like, he he hucks the giant island thing, and the first thing he does is go to someone who's left the Order, like, please make sure I never do anything (laughs) like that again, and just attaches himself to her.
0: Kick me if I start to force choke somebody.
2: Well, even that, it seems like it's a responsible thing to do, but it's a super risky thing for him to do as well. It's Mm -hmm. just as reckless because he's not really thinking about who he's giving that responsibility to. Like if it was Stellan, then yeah, he knows what to expect with that. But with Ty, he's seen her do worse stuff. And it's just it's almost like he's trying to absolve himself the responsibility without the results being as important.
0: To be fair, he did just get smashed in the head
2: whoa Help. <laughs> she he wasn't
0: <Yeah>. thinking clearly <laughs> ty was an interesting By character her. yeah she was an in interesting character order. um i like i'm wondering what kind of what her future is like if she, is is she somebody who was also in the comics of the books alex because I, I think she's new to at least to, to cory and i right Corey. like she's not in yeah. the, the past book at all
1: no yeah, this is her first appearance. Uh, she is going to get a graphic
0: novel in a mm-hmm. about a month. So, any predictions for her character? Um, she, like, I enjoyed her. Um, I enjoyed her kind of like that's our only exposure to the Dren gear right now is through her. It was interesting. Um, but yeah, I, like I wonder, I wonder if she's going to go the Jedi Padawan path, or I like, hope we learn more about her history at least.
1: I would. I hope that she's around a lot more, but I don't want her to, like, come back to the Jedi. Mm-hmm. I like the idea yeah. of just a saber for hire.
0: Yeah. Also, well, the Jedi were kind of... They
2: really love of, in this era. Yeah, they yeah, do. Yeah. yeah. They're everywhere.
0: There was a lot of... Uh, this is, like, one book more than any other where I was, like, had Star Wars Wiki open, like, every five pages. I was like, yeah, which species is that? <laughs> Although the, the bird yeah. one from Empire at War, just like you, Corey, I was like, the second they said, like, the the general description and the, the the blades on the wrist. I was like, oh yeah, that's like... Yeah, some... I love that,
2: because they turn... The the character in Forces of Corruption has this self-healing ability that's just like, it's pure gameplay, but they turned it into an actual species characteristic for this. And I'm not sure if uh, Scott had played Empire at War, I wouldn't doubt it, but it it's probably just because he was looking for species on <laughs> Wikipedia, and it, I think it does list that ability there. And
1: mm-hmm. still,
2: I really love it. I, I would guess that Scott was
1: a fan and wrote it in cause he's pretty well known to do that.
2: Yeah. Just, well, he has so many Write in what he likes. I wouldn't be surprised if it was just uh looking for more stuff in it. Cause like empire at wars expansions campaign is a really, really niche place to go for anything, <laughs> but it's possible.
0: I don't know, man. Like you always have like certain authors who like, you know, fell in love with this one star Wars RPG book from back in the day. And next thing you know, it's mm-hmm. like alien species. Like um, what what's that one that Troy Denning always adds in the little ferrets um uh, the squibs the squibs yeah like the squibs are all like are, are always added in um, another kind of I see I've seen chat Thanks. mention it a few times another nice um, Ashla which is the ty-, ty-, ty tython moon um was added in there which was nice I don't know was that canon before now either way it was a kind of cool addition and like um, meditating Elzar. Meditating in the sea was really interesting. He's kind of also has this in this I said interesting way too many times but he's got this unique role too, where he's He has these predictions and stuff that's kind of the main thing that the last book ended off with and then we get bits of that in this book as well But I thought that was a cool um, Yeah,
2: it's a real slice of his life.
0: Shut the fuck up, Corey
2: (laughs) Uh, I'm
1: wondering if we've seen the end of that uh vision that he had mm. where i'm wondering if he saw something and because he mentioned the purple glow in that vision and i think that is connected with the leveler mm-hmm. uh but now he's experienced all this stuff on uh at the republic fair and in his in his head he's like all right well the vision's passed but i'm like
0: maybe no not. maybe not yeah <laughs> yeah it, like that could definitely like all people have been making the malachor connection um, there's a lot of ways you can go. Like it, I think that the, the, um, the Dren gear and the Nihil were definitely like a red herring for that. Like, I, I agree <laughs> that they probably aren't the, the, the grand evil that he's seeing in the future. Um, but I, like, I don't know. I don't know what is like, cause right now the leveler is just one creature, at least from what we've seen. It's one creature, one creatures that it's not that large. It jumps out of the door. That's of the, of the gaze electric, which is a really cool name for a ship. Um, but i mean like I, I can't see one even one force sensitive uh, jedi hunting creature can't be you know on rose big plan um, or the big force threat there's got to be something else so is
2: it going to be something the jedi are aware of though like was it cuz it was essentially locked away would it be something that maybe uh,
0: mm-hmm.
2: Orbolin is like oh i i've read something about this before and
0: he was cool I love Orvalin. I, I I love the moment where he gets stabbed through his helmet and he like grabs it with his face. Yeah, <laughs> when he's like the the Terminator would have done in <laughs> T two. Yeah, he was he was just, yeah big
1: nerdy T one thousand basically.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, it kind of I I imagine him like those creatures from Mass Effect. Um, I can't remember what they're oh, called. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the ones the in the little store, s- like, once he go to Normandy? Yeah, or the little squat yeah. one. Yeah, that's what uh-huh. I, just kind of, like, bouncing back and forth as he's walking in this big, clunky suit. Um, he was really fun, though. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, he, he. it could be something the Jedi are locked up. It could be, again, there's, like, a lot of Martian Rose history we don't know. Um, like, I don't know if, if the galaxy at, at large was aware of this kind of creature and this device he had, whether it was something Sith-related or something else. But um, yeah, my theory is there's, there's got to be something, something more to it than mm-hmm. mean dog.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that's, let me ask you that because I, I want to. What do you think is its deal with the force? Like we see what it does with Diz, the Taller tie, mm-hmm. and it really messes with his head. And then uh, Bell senses something very similar. Mm-hmm. What do you think
2: it's doing? Do
0: you want to take a guess, Corey? i'm trying
2: wasn't there some? it's not the vorn skirt but i think there was something in in legends that kind of did mind scramble jedi the same way uh
0: well doesn't the vox in like the the vong one they make doesn't it do stuff like that like it's got a does i don't a...
2: think it quite does that but it, it i do think it's like doing some sort of force projection or i guess the kotor 2 power where uh the dark side power where you make them like clutch their head and be stunned for two seconds insanity but yeah that one Mm. i think that's basically what it's doing yeah it seems
1: really connected with fear Mm -hmm.
2: well that's the that's the level one version of insanity (laughs) Uh, fear terror (laughs) insanity i think or
0: in some order i was getting Uh, like uh, some lovecraft vibes like and because we do get some insight with this because he's got like a level four sensitivity just He's not a Jedi, but he's because of his species, um, and we do kind of see it's like he's he's just getting overwhelmed, um, and and yeah, I, I do think that it is going to be like, I, I don't think it's like draining the Force from you necessarily. Maybe that's maybe that's what his eventual goal is, like what the creature does. Like maybe he feeds off the Force. He's probably gonna have the Vox like quality or the the Vornskir like quality of like he can hunt or it can hunt creatures through the forest. Like he'll probably be able to sense Jedi. Um, And then I imagine he drives them insane or, you know, overloads them somehow. Then maybe he like, you know, gobbles up their life essence.
2: Is that what happened to Loden then? He was just so drained already. It didn't take much. And he just Mm -hmm. completely desiccated of the force.
0: Yeah. And I mean, maybe that's why, because I didn't really think about that. Like I didn't necessarily think there was a purpose to um martian's experiments but that that is a good point maybe he was made like that to be a test for the creature but...
1: I, I think that's a good point yeah why did Loden and die and not bell i think mm-hmm. that's
2: yeah.
0: a
1: good reason but it's like i keep going back to when you read diz's chapters it keeps like taking him back to uh being ejected from like his family mm. and when you read bell's stuff he uh all of a sudden thinks he's falling and it it feels like it's giving these force sensitive people like their greatest fear which i think is maybe cutting them off from the force which i i thought maybe that was all it was doing at first is like mm-hmm. leveling the playing field removing the force from them mm-hmm. but but yeah, it also somehow sucks, uh, Loden dry. Maybe it was and... just the
0: force keeping him going at that point. But is Rose um, Force sensitive? That's then? an interesting point because yeah, if you right before or maybe as Rose releasing the beast, he's having these flashbacks of being with his father. He's having yeah. the
2: same flashbacks that Dis was essentially.
0: So yeah, yeah, that's true because they both have their kind of family hangups. Uh, I mean, if if curb stomping your father can be described as a family hangup, but um. <laughs> But yeah, that's it's not, a, not a hang up. <laughs> that's a really good point. I, I hadn't thought about it. maybe it does have something to do with like with that because I, I just kind of assume that Martian is an unstable person and you know, he's, he's fucked up and he's got this weird life, but, but yeah, maybe, maybe it's not just people who are like exclusively like what you call force sensitive because the whole thing is, you know, everyone's got some connection to the force at least, yeah. right? Like if you go on the, the, um uh, Super Shadow, I don't know if you guys know him. Super Shadow uh, used to be sure. a, a fan site from back in the day. He had the full official, the full official force list of midi chlorians. Han Solo had ten. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but this makes no sense, Justin, because Martian Row was not on that list. So I don't know what you're trying to say here.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. He didn't make it. He
2: knew the next 20 years of Star
0: Wars coming. The out, Star Wars so episode 12 hope... script was on there. That's right.
2: Yeah. i i think i
1: think that's a, a good point too is that if it follows kind of that Vornsker skirt we hunt through the force thing mm-hmm. where yeah Markeon, I did you listen to the audiobooks
0: no i not i not for this one
1: okay because like molly molly listens to the audiobooks and they say marchion yeah they and, say uh, Marcion and i and i always say Marcion and we're constantly fighting over what's correct and
0: it doesn't matter no molly's but, right <laughs> and i'm right uh-huh <laughs> the
1: audiobooks are really <laughs> good though it. Uh, yeah, she says uh, this one's great. I haven't listened to it yet, but the fact that it, if Marcion Martian is force sensitive, that it goes right by him and goes down to the Jedi,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I also wonder if it's permanent. Like, if it cuts off the force from people, Bell survived. Is he going to not have the force in the next book? Or is that just like a while it's around, it messes with you?
0: I think Star Wars, like, I think that was kind of one of the big hang ups of the EU with the Vong and being cut off from the force. I, I with how the force has been portrayed in canon as like, you know, this element of life. Um and like it's not just a thing Jedi have, it's a thing that touches everyone. I don't think they're gonna do permanent cutoff. I think it'll be more like an Salamiri thing. Um but yeah. Also I do want to mention prompts to Molly because I get the the review copies for the audiobooks too, and they send them chapter by chapter. So yeah. <laughs> she she would have had to go through seventy-five individual audio files. Um, each about three seconds long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's that's impressive. And people in the chat are asking, yeah, it's it's um it's Mark Thompson who did this one. He's really good.
2: So Presumably by the end of the High Republic, the Republic's no longer gonna be on its high anymore. So do we think do we think like wave one ends with Lena? So actually dying and not Miraculously surviving the attack. I really thought she was gonna be dead after this.
0: I think she's a double but agent.
2: I feel like Symbolic. Oh, you think she's a she's in the hill this whole time? No, she's I think she's a syphilis the I'm half really? I'm half You're joking. Like, I'm half
0: joking, but I think there's something going on with her like
2: Yeah, they've never done that. They've never had the chancellor that everyone respects be the Sith Lord. I don't actually, I don't actually
0: think she's a Sith Lord, but I do, I do think there's something else going on. Like, Like, I don't think she can be so naive. I think she's setting herself up as like, I don't know. I think the
2: the thing they're going for is idealistic, not naive. Just yeah, I mean that's
0: the whole point. But I, but she's holding the okay. Like, I, I get what you're saying, but the two kind of cross paths at some point when the republic's under attack and you know they've got shipyards with no nobody protecting them they've got world fairs with nobody protecting them like i don't know
1: i think that's all naive and just they, they thought that they dealt with the Nile in the first book and they were overconfident and they were like mm-hmm. okay well that was just a weird problem they called it the great disaster they were treating it like some freak accident Mm -hmm. whereas now it's like very clear this is no accident we're coming to kill you Mm -hmm. um so i I chalk it up to naivety but when you said she's a sith lord despite it being like you know we've done that it would be sick (laughs) if this happens to yoda
2: twice how is he gonna (laughs) feel right
1: it's kind of like I, I don't hate this idea that the Sith keep trying it and they get a little bit closer, a little bit closer. Yeah. I having seen her own like inner monologue in Light of the Jedi, I can't remember if it was in the Rising Storm. I get the sense that she is yeah. idealistic and I, yes, naive. But I'm mostly also just having two giant lions is a very Bond villain thing to do. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I am mostly just joking, but like I I am kind of like I don't think she's actually a bad guy. I definitely don't think she's actually a Sith, but it it would be something to have like this purely idealistic character like have a fall from grace you know mm-hmm. to like oh the, this because uh, that's like a death of the like ideology in a way too like if you have the I
2: think that's why she has to die not become like her dying would represent the end of that period more than like her deciding she wants some kickbacks from the Soro sub military production or something
0: no I don't th- yeah I, I don't think that's gonna happen um but. Yeah, I don't know. It's just the, like the I, I think they are probably just setting her up to die and it'd be kind of the death of of the era But like it just I think the idea of what if there was something else going on is, is interesting
1: I wonder how long The whole three phases is going to last or we don't even know for sure if it's just three phases, mm-hmm. but they talk about how Um what the acolyte is going to take place at the end of the high republic. So the whole era goes for 150 more years mm-hmm. and i'm wondering if all of the books are going to span that amount of time and we're going to see mm-hmm. vernestra Rowe like become a jedi master and then die and then like the people that she trained are going to we're, we're going to like maybe see a cycle of characters and really see generations of change for the jedi order mm-hmm. so which like i it wouldn't surprise me is a
2: generation essentially yeah
1: because i mm-hmm. feel like they're they're moving pretty quick
0: yeah. Yeah. So let's explain the because so there's as of now three phases. You, you probably know the names, do you, Alex? Um,
1: uh, Light of the Jedi, Jedi. Jedi is phase one, and then Quest. Oh, quest, then it's quest and trials, and trials I right? Can, yeah. I, I can't remember which is which. I think Quest is two and Trials is three.
0: And then within these phases, at least within this first phase, there are also multiple waves. Um, yeah. This is the beginning of wave two, or is it the end of wave one?
1: Beginning of two. So and it's going to be a lot bigger
0: than wave one. Mm-hmm. And we know there's, a, I think they've also said there's going to be at least three waves within this phase. So, so there's lots of stuff coming. Um And like, I mean, I, I imagine if these sell well, which the like the comic at least is selling exceptionally well, the high Republic comic, somebody it's almost hit a million sales, which would put it the top selling comic of the decade only behind um the star Wars, the, the two, I think it was, I, will the, say
1: I I think the source for that was Kevin Scott making a joke on a live stream a couple days ago. Oh really? Okay. I, I think it, they were talking about how it's going into its billion three printing. And, uh, he said, yeah, we're going for a million or something like that. Mm, okay. Uh, I, I, I think he was joking, but it has been reprinted a lot. I think I have its fifth reprinting over
0: there. Yeah. That might've just been a joke, but it was like, either way, somebody smarter than me picked it up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And by that I mean somebody on Reddit. But uh but
1: yeah. It is it is selling well. The Light of the Jedi. I think all of the, the phase Wave One books hit the New York Times bestsellers.
0: Yeah, so the it, it's doing well. I, I read and I did a video on this too. Um it it was one of the only Star Wars books to debut at number one on the bestsellers list. It was there was there's was a couple of other weird ones. Like there was um I think Ahsoka was one as well. It was like uh, this, Ahsoka, and like I think maybe like one of the, uh, like an old legends book. I can't remember what it was.
1: Really, I would have guessed like heir to the empire. Really?
0: Yeah, no, that didn't premiere at number one. It was even, even um, the last command didn't, which was kind of, I guess just shows you how much like the expanded universe has grown overall. Um, uh, But yeah, I'm trying to find that source, see if it actually existed, but yeah.
2: Did Yoda show up directly? And was he one of the side stories or like, children's stories like him and the Padawans or is that just been a, a mystery that's over the whole thing that wears Yoda uh, right now
1: uh, he is in the High Republic Adventures pretty eh, fairly prominently and he was in like two frames three frames of the first issue of the High Republic main comic
2: because mm-hmm. like, um, he's talked about in this like oh if Yoda were here wonder where he is with the Padawans right now
1: but, so he would you like me to tell you yes <laughs> okay uh, he is with Someone else that is basically—they're on the trail of Markion and what he was doing and the relics he was collecting. So they're trying to figure out what he's doing, but they don't know about the Leveler yet. They're mm-hmm. just like—he's been going around to these weird places. Let's see if we can figure out why.
0: Right.
2: Not okay. uh, is it? That's not who he's with. Who? Yaddle.
0: No. Is he, <laughs> is Yaddle around? She must be, right? Yes. Okay. Are they? You know. We don't know yet. <laughs>
1: Are they like Elzar and mm. Rogu? Like, <laughs> yeah, no.
0: That that uh, I, I do like how even at this point Yoda is. You know, he commands a lot of respect. They're like, oh, if only Yoda were here.
2: It's like he's still a Grand Master. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do we, we, we know? We got Yoda. We've got Yariel Poof. And was uh, o- was Oppo mentioned? Mm-hmm. Yeah, both, okay. in
0: the last one, I think. Um, do we know who all five there's, there's five grandmaster at this point, right? I think they said because we they name drop one in this book um, I
1: think there were th- I Thought there were just two but now I'm not sure because
0: they name drop Oh, yeah three the right. the meeting, And there's Prey, someone else pray true. I, I can't read my stupid notes protraverter Travis yeah, I don't know. Or Something I, I took ass notes during this
1: <laughs> You write your you hand write your notes.
0: No, I so what I've been doing is I've been trying to exercise more. So I'll t- I'll read like going on a walk. So it's like I've got my Kindle in one hand. If I need to take a note, I just like open my phone, write something quickly, hope for the best. <laughs> it's also at like midnight. I go for my walks at like midnight. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like just some nerd with a Kindle in front of my face. <laughs> just asking <laughs> to be mugged. <laughs> <laughs> Give me no, all your Star Please Wars don't. Books. The book's not out yet. I'll get in so much trouble. Holy <laughs>
2: shit! You want to be a guest on my podcast? <laughs> please don't. <leak. laughs>
0: That's funny. I actually, um, I almost lost a copy of oh, which book was it? I think it was Chaos Rising, or it it was no, it, it, I can't remember which. It was one of the Throne books or one of the Alphabet Squadron books. On one of our trips to L.A., I left it on an airplane. And I, mm. I had to go back on and get it. And I was like, oh my God, I could, I mean, realistically what would happen, but like it wasn't out yet. So technically I maybe could have gotten a little bit of trouble, but
1: yeah. You you just gave me an ulcer, like thinking about that. It, it probably wouldn't have amounted to anything, but I would have been so worried. <laughs> yeah.
0: I thankfully I was able to go back and get it. Like nobody touched it, but yeah, I was, I was scared.
2: <laughs> yeah. Cause no one else knew what it was. Yeah. <laughs> But Chaos rising you know, up your door And there's nothing you can do at that point <laughs>
0: I've, t- I've told Corey about this Alex, but whenever a new Star Wars book whenever we get one um, I control F it for like certain key phrases Like right, you control control Palpatine uh, <laughs> Star Destroyer Empire use vong <laughs> You
1: just got to write a like a script to do all that
0: mm-hmm. That's true actually. Oh, man I do that,
1: too. I just control F Biggs and it never <laughs> has shown up anything. Let's see if It'll Biggs showed up in High like... Republic <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, Speaking of what, what what do you think for one? I'm curious since you're on what you think uh, the Rogue Squadron movie is gonna be about
1: I was I was gonna Wait until the end if you hadn't brought it up, but I was absolutely I was watching your video yesterday about
0: uh, Patty's oh, nice. comments and stuff so what, are, what are your thoughts? Excited. Do you think it's about it the like, era, too? Do you agree with my thoughts on the era? Or? Oh,
1: Yeah, I think that makes the most sense because of Wedge, like Dennis Lawson.
0: Mm-hmm. Unless they're going
1: to DH him. Like I don't really want them to recast Wedge. So yes, making him the flight instructor that still flies with them. I want him in an X-Wing cockpit because okay. we didn't get it in 9. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to still see him flying around. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that post-episode 9, Um, I think what you tweeted was something like Doing first order holdouts until like the real threat is revealed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that little pitch right there. Yeah I like that.
0: Yeah, even if it's because and that's kind of funny because that's what the x-wing books often did too It would Mm -hmm. be like the first couple chapters are battle against this one star destroyer or something and then it's like, oh We got dead aliens on Coruscant or whatever
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean I'll take whatever they give us if they're Mm -hmm. gonna go uh to, like, the formation of Rogue Squad, and sure, but, uh, again, you tweeted this, like, I'm I'm good to leave the Galactic Civil War. Like, we've seen it a lot.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Let's just do something new.
0: Yeah, and they're also kind of at the time period where they, like, take a break from the Galactic Civil War, then when you come back with, you know, um, Rogue (laughs) 2, like, the sequel to Rogue One, then people are excited to be back there, but if you're just, like, gonna keep... It's like the same thing about the Clone Wars and Legends it's like every book that came out every television show every like comic was Clone Wars Clone Wars Clone Wars and it's like it you lose your interest so like give us something new
1: yeah it definitely feels like especially when you read all the comics and books I mm-hmm. feel like 80% of them have been original trilogy stuff
0: hmm I mean it makes sense like that's what a lot of people love but like you know can't rely on three movies from the 70s and early 80s forever <laughs>
2: I have a pitch. Then, if okay. uh, if we're going after episode nine, okay. there's we've got the Exegol. They they rediscover some cloning tech from Exegol that's been lost for decades, mm-hmm. and Wedge. Uh, missing his friends, looking for a new purpose is reforming a new rogue squadron all with Biggs clones. Say no more. <laughs> so, he had one mustache hair yeah. and he was able to clone him.
0: It's like, the first scene is like them kicking the door to Biggs' old apartment on Coruscant. It's like, find the razor! No, it's, find it's, the it's, razor!
2: Find a, find a brush. It's like with Kylo, where it's it's Wedge going back to Yavin scouring the jungles for that one mustache hair. Yeah,
0: <laughs> The webbish bog or whatever that thing was called that was going to be in episode 9 <laughs> shows up. <laughs> it's like, we made the art already for it. Like we gotta use yeah. it.
1: <laughs> we gotta use it somewhere.
0: <laughs> You're looking in mm-hmm. the wrong places. Look for hair from his mustache, not his head. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's where his power was. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, I'm. I'm excited about everything they've said so far. Mm-hmm. Don't really know about much about the writer they announced, but
0: mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, kind of my thoughts too
1: yeah it's always weird like i want to jump back and like judge their their old filmography Mm -hmm. but i try to remember that like screenwriting is such a messed up (laughs) field especially with a movie uh,
0: like star wars
1: right well i remember uh when chernobyl came out
0: Mm -hmm.
1: uh craig mazin i was like this series is amazing i want to see other things this person has done and watch them and i looked up his filmography and it was like scary movie three scary movie four (laughs) superhero movie and i was like whoa (laughs) like what a glow up (laughs)
0: the dude had it in him the whole time okay before we rip on scary movie three too much that was pretty funny there's one scene in particular (laughs) where the sheriff's hat gets slightly bigger every time the camera pans back to her and by the end it's like fucking this big it's it's hilarious (laughs) i
2: don't know if they do that in star wars
0: (laughs) yeah that's what uh, detours was gonna be. I'm so
2: glad <laughs> that genre died like as quickly as it came in. There were years where every movie was just a uh, teen movie, not another teen movie, scary movie, superhero movie, and then they just all stopped at once. I don't know why they stopped. Cause Cause they they stopped were garbage. Making money. <laughs> well, they were garbage, but streaming platforms come along. How cheap must that shit be to sure. make that it.
0: get get one of the wayans brothers in a script (laughs) like uh, you're you're golden or like not even just like this right one like let marlon wayans go in a room for a minute
2: (laughs) if streaming had come up as like as big as it is now those movies would have stayed everywhere forever and we would not have gotten away from it
1: uh when youtube inevitably implodes we should all write not another space battle
2: movie together (laughs) that's actually (laughs) last i'm
0: literally sold already
2: I mean that's spaceballs, but we can do it worse.
0: But spaceballs is a bit like that's antiquated now because like we've <laughs> had, you know, lots of garbage star or sci-fi movies since then that we can draw from. That's true. Well, so uh, besides for um, what, besides for Water, which of the other a million announced projects are <laughs> you kind of most excited for?
1: Uh, generally, I'm just like. Oh, looking on the horizon, like right now, we're just inundated with that batch. Um, I am excited for visions just because mm-hmm. that's going to be so unknown. But of everything on the horizon, just knowing so little about the acolyte mm-hmm. excites me. The, the idea that it could be almost anything and it's got like a dark side connection to it. I'm like, that sounds very different. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm excited for Book of Boba Fett. I'm excited for Mandalorian season three. Obviously, I'm elated about Kenobi. Uh, and Andor, <laughs> but just not knowing what the acolyte is, yeah, is that's just
0: cool. What about the Bad Batch? Like how you've been, you've been hyped on it. I haven't seen much on Twitter from you about it. Are you, you feeling I mean, it?
1: That's because I've just trying to stay off Twitter more. But yeah, I've I've been really enjoying it mm. more than I thought I would. Uh, I think it's the best first season of an anime. Oh, easily, show. Like, yeah. it's just Every episode is like yep. I see what you're doing. It's deliberate. It's still surprising me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I, I think it's great.
0: Yeah, no, I agree Anything else you guys want to talk about higher Republic? I mean, I feel like we we jumped around the book I mean the book jumps around a lot. So I guess it's kind of appropriate that our conversation jumped around a lot um, <laughs> I'm just reading some of my notes. I got sexual tension. That's always good to have in a note. Um It's I'm, I'm I'm still a bit thrown off by how different the galaxy is just 200 years before Phantom Menace like yeah but
2: the republic keeps getting talked about as if it's like such a recent development which so i i'm not sure how far back they're saying a lot of it goes but we do have they're talking about naboo uh mutilence uh pantora so this is all stuff that'd be pretty far out on the outer rim in different directions yeah, naboo
0: is pretty There's far pretty, out.
2: yeah and mm-hmm. like naboo in legends it was very recently joined the galactic community before uh before episode one because like plague gungan orgies they had to get top those top. under control Yeah. <laughs> so i figure it's like you,
1: you have your core worlds and then probably like a bunch of little branches mm-hmm. right. coming off of that and then the the high republic the expansion of the outer rim
2: is trying to make it less of a branch and more of a mm-hmm.
1: complete circle but do that's think how i've been
2: that far back as like is there thousands of years of the Republic before, or is the Republic closer to the uh, kind of thousand year mark that
0: we know the Jedi are at least thousands of years? But I don't. Yeah, know thousands if... of
1: gener- a thousand generations.
0: Yeah, so. oh, sorry, I, I just meant from the High Republic text. Yeah, with thousand oh, generations yeah. from, but yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. I, I kind of hope. I like the idea that the kind of legends idea that the Republic existed in some form for a long time. And then All like we want
2: is kind of beg with that with that statement though. It could be like the tiny Killick generation, so that could only be a few days. Are <laughs> the human generations? That's true. What
1: is a generation in Star Wars? Could be anything.
0: But like maybe the Because like, in legends they have that like they kind of reconcile that the galaxy was fucked up for a long time. The Republic kind of reformed. I wouldn't mind if they did something like that in this. Um, where like the Republic as it existed maybe isn't quite as old, but there's been some you know some form of galactic government for a long time. I
1: think the way yeah I mean, I think they're still using that uh, in Canon because it's like yeah, there was the old Republic is a thing mm-hmm. and then Darth Bane happens and the end of the Sith Wars and they're like, let's let's kind of start fresh and so We're in the Republic <laughs> and everything before that is the old Republic
0: you ever think somebody like yeah. one of the bureaucrats was like why do we keep signing these documents old republic like <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> we're not going to be around forever huh <laughs> there's going to be a new republic someday it's just future <laughs> Mm-hmm.
0: yeah but i mean uh, I, uh, we're eventually going to get some codor stuff and that'll probably you know help fill in that gap slightly uh, legends was just it was too much of the same thing over and over again where it's like sith war break sith war break the sith are gone for good this time but they're not like right hopefully it's a i little... still
1: do okay we well, here's something we can talk about for high republic mm-hmm. i do hope that some sith show up like not to the jedi's knowledge mm-hmm. i want to see like the two sith that are out there mm-hmm. and they're trying to get something done and they're trying to stay secret i think a cat and mouse game would be super fun uh they are about to do uh, Darth crawl in the comics, but he's like an ancient Sith, so they're just gonna maybe tell his. I think story that's clickbait.
0: Something. I think that comic cover is clickbait because I saw it.
1: Oh really? Because I'm doing a video on it, so.
0: <laughs> no, like, I like I, 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 think it's gonna be a flashback or something. Having no oh, yeah, knowledge yeah. of, yeah, like, like I don't think uh, they're gonna do Sith ghosts or whatever. Like, no XR Kun show up. I,
1: I yeah, I think a flashback, or it's a. Uh, they talk about him in Dooku Jedi Lost, mm-hmm. so. I think they're just going to tell his story kind of like they did with Momin mm-hmm. and the Vader comics.
2: Do you think we're getting, uh, if we get a Sith appearance, do you think we're getting Darth Plagueis as the apprentice slash master there? Are we going to see Plagueis coming up or is he going to be kept as a kind of later, closer, closer to the prequel era? Good
0: question.
1: I'd love it if he were the apprentice in uh, the Acolyte.
2: Yeah. Like
1: yeah, if, yeah. If part of that story was him killing his master, mm-hmm.
0: that'd be cool. Yeah, my my theory just, is that Sorry, go ahead, Corey.
2: I, I really hope it's still like Darth Tenebris. I want to see a Bith yeah. Sith Lord. That would be, especially in live action, that would be hilarious. <laughs> like, uh, I, I was in, in the chat, Phoenix
1: Nightflame said that's what they think the Acolyte will be. And I think that makes a lot of sense because they mm-hmm. said it's going to be like a mystery thriller.
0: Like, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like right now, the High Republic is kind of like being portrayed as this different era but i do think the further we get along we're gonna get some big connective tissue and i do think it's going to be the sith ended up being behind a lot of things that are going on like I, like i don't think they'll ever encounter like you're never gonna have a jedi killed by a sith or anything like that um you're obviously never never gonna be to be able to have the galaxy find them at large but i think we'll end up discovering that they've done something that makes you know the prequel trilogy possible, whether it was like, like a fundamental weakening of the Jedi Order somehow, like they hid the Jedi's best textbook or something.
1: Like, <laughs> <laughs> they drove up the, the one Jedi that first. contained information about Force Heal. Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> how not to treat children or how not to treat teenagers and young adults scared of losing their yeah. lovers. They burned that one. <laughs> therapy that's Jedi kind of like therapy the Sith techniques
1: The the princess infiltrates the archives and they're like I got a book I got one and they're like that's the one you stole the one about like raising a teenager yeah i don't know i just grabbed what i could like fine we'll
0: destroy it it was pointless was there something about that in bane where they go into the Jedi temple and steal something is that when he's trying to find his crab armor information yeah
2: um, yeah, uh, yeah. cuz uh darth Xana had to get in there, right? Yeah, because that's where she finds her friend. And then they chase her. And there's like a little meet-cute in the middle of the and they leave. And it was all hilarious. Then they end up on uh, that
1: other planet where she hacks him to pieces.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was sick. It was funny.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Then the other Athorian Jedi dies.
0: I I love the... (laughs) I know we're way off topic now, but I love in that book how it's like full-on rpg it's like the authorian jedi is just sitting back there meditating like he's buffing his teammates the whole time (laughs) oh yeah
2: so i guess one (laughs) last thing with the nihil would be the uh in the last book we lost uh kasav Mm -hmm. now we've lost Panada and it's just lorna d left with the original crew is pan gonna get replaced by roe or is he kind of just gonna let the nihil fall to lorna d and that just becomes another conflict between the two oh well, they're doing a an
1: audio drama about lorna mm. i think i think roe probably at this point just wants to take control i, I don't know that he's gonna of whatever's left because we don't even know what kind of numbers the nile have they, anymore they,
0: they got punched in the face pretty hard like yeah, on three occasions
2: fighters coming up yeah. here plus some long beams. so it's over for
0: them <laughs> well <It might> <laughs> yeah um it, it's it's kind of interesting because with a lot of characters who are like marshawn Rowe, like like if 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 it were palpatine you'd think he's just using the nihil for his greater goals and i'm kind of tempted to feel that way with marshawn too but like you also get a lot of his internal monologue and he clearly has some interest in controlling not only that faction but like his 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 overall goals whatever they are too so i'm kind of wondering too but I, i think he probably doesn't care about you know the nihil in their current form but he's gonna Try to take the he's, he's skim some of the fat and he's gonna try to take the lean meat that's left
2: He cares about the organization, but I don't know if he cares about like the command hierarchy the multi-level no, yeah. marketing scheme they have <laughs> Of like we need three tempest then you have your storm and cloud runners and Invite five more friends. Then you make the profits from their sales.
0: I thought it was a really smart move to focus less on that this book um, I didn't enjoy the the Nihil perspective chapters in light of the jedi especially the ones where it's like oh we're partying again <laughs> but i don't know i guess they kind of pay off this time
2: yeah yeah it is kind of weird to have the faction that is like supposed to be about chaos and uh some form of anarchy be like so strictly organized and have mm-hmm. such an emphasis on the organizational structure there
0: Mm-hmm. I've got another question um, for both of you. Should more people have died in this book? Because it does play the... Uh, did they, did they not die with Belle? Um, it plays it with Lena So. It plays it with a few others as well. Um, did they need to kill more people? Or did Kevin Scott need to kill more people to make this interesting? Or was it fine, do you think? Because it wasn't like Rise of Skywalker bad with like, you know, that, teasing it that hard. But, yeah, like Chewbacca. And... Yeah, but Bell especially has... Really, two scenes. He gets impaled once, and I thought he was gone that time. Um, he gets impaled once, then he also kind of gets almost dies in a ship. Um, yeah, what are your guys' thoughts on that?
1: I, I definitely didn't walk away from the book thinking that because I was just mm-hmm. furious about Loden. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, I don't think anyone else had to die. I wouldn't have minded maybe some of the other secondary characters like the Athorian uh Like names that you recognize, and you're like, "Oh no!" But it's not devastating. Yeah.
0: Um, like indira I would mind that. that
1: but yeah,
0: I thought she was gonna die.
1: would have been like, "God, poor Bell." I'm just <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> just losing everyone. Yeah. He's cursed. Yeah,
2: but I love him. Oh yeah, he's cool. Like, I th- I don't think more people had to die, but I do think someone other than Loden dying instead of Loden was kind of what I was expecting, at least, either Lena or Stellan, honestly, Mm -hmm. uh, where it it just felt like it was kind of carrying on the same loss from the last book. Mm -hmm. Like, we did see that Loden was still alive at the end of the last book, but everyone else in the universe thought Loden was dead. So coming into book three, or any of the other side stories, from all of their perspectives, it's not something additional that's necessarily been lost. It's going to be retreading the, oh, Loden's gone, i
1: think there's a reason for that i need to just like organize my thoughts at some point but to me i think Loden is like the best of them where Mm -hmm. he's he's been tortured for a year had both of his leku cut off and like they make it pretty clear that he just never fell he was still a great jedi and so if he's the best of them and now he's gone and was killed by whatever this leveler is Mm -hmm. like that makes the leveler scarier but it's also like oh, the one of you that knew what to do and knew not how to fall is gone. Like all of the others, Elzar, Avar, Stellon, like the big leaders of this era, they've got flaws. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to mess with them as we continue on, whereas Loden may have been able to offer some guidance.
2: Yeah, that's so- definitely fair, especially centering the Jedi, where like I was kind of seeing Lena's death as being symbolically the same idea, even if not... Uh, the same kind of like personal strength in her that uh, that loan kind of exemplifies mm-hmm. but especially because it is supposed to be centering the jedi so much more that does make a lot more sense
0: um and also it just hurts yeah <laughs> alex you're you're running low on time here right
1: uh, I have 17 minutes
0: okay okay um I'm wondering for one, What do you guys think about Elzar? Is he going to continue down his path here? Um, Because they kind of, they they joke with it pretty quickly. Like, where it seems like he's turning the dark side. It's a trick. Um, But after that, he's like, maybe that wasn't a great idea. (laughs) Like, where where he pretends to force choke the captured Nihil agent. Um, So what do you think? Are they going to to continue? um, is, Is he going to continue down that path? Or is he going to get the help he needs?
1: I can see it going either way, where... I, I like the idea that he he does this dark side thing even before that, like with the, the throwing the disc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no one really, everyone's like, they sense it, and they're like, mm, that didn't feel great. Maybe we should talk about that later, but they don't. Yeah. And He's the, a lot more upset. Thing they do, yeah, the first thing they do is then make him do that, like what, what you just said. Yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, I think that's just the dark side is a slippery slope mm-hmm. and yeah, you can use the dark side for good reasons. Um But then it becomes easier to use it again and mm-hmm. again and again. So I guess in my head, it, it makes sense for him to keep going, but I would like, maybe I'd like to see the Jedi ask him to keep doing stuff like that and him refusing to, and maybe becoming a lost 20 or something like
0: yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I like that idea. My other question is um, We're not seeing much of Avar. Well, we saw a bit in the two books but kind of she's treated almost like the greatest Jedi in this period at least one of them and she's the the new Marshal of the the Starlight Beacon Do you see a lot of her in the other books like is she or is she kind of? like I mean, she's obviously in late of the Jedi, but I don't think Like not as much as some of the other characters and now she's kind of gone and she's spoken of in like not hushed tones, but like in with a lot of reverence, I guess. So
1: she's pretty central to the comic, okay. The the main Marvel comic, okay. So she... she's she's off dealing with the Drin
2: gear right now, mm-hmm. okay. That's yeah. what I... it... good.
0: No, go ahead, Sorry.
2: Uh, one of the things that I did like about it is kind of towards that, where even though there's so many characters that are in the book, it the books are doing a really good job of showing that there is still other stuff going on in the galaxy mm-hmm. and that you can't just say... Uh, like you can in a lot of like Marvel stuff, like, oh, why can't Iron Man come in and save us on this thing? Why is this just the Spider-Man? Or that's a really terrible example. Iron Man's in those. But, uh, (laughs) and literally anyone else I could have picked it would have worked better. (laughs) But we kind of know that she's off dealing with this other problem and it feels okay that it's off screen without uh, really detracting from the story. And it, it really helps with the world building, I think.
0: Yeah, like, you could tell there's a tie-in novel set following the kids, like the Jedi Padawans in this one, because it, like...
1: Least... Race to Crash Point Tower surprised me a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I think Daniel Jose Older just knows how to write to a young audience without alienating the older. Mm-hmm. Uh, I So I wrote my review for uh, Rising Storm, then immediately picked up uh, Crash Point Tower, and I was like, this was so great to read right afterwards. Like, mm-hmm. when, when Ty... And Elzar are on their flying beast. And Ty goes like, I'll be right back. And then later she's back. And you're like, well, where'd she go? You see that in yeah. uh, Crash Point Tower. And yeah, just, just seeing kind of that one. It's a very short little book, but it, it's a lot of fun. It's probably the best middle grade book that Star Wars has had since like
0: nope. the, the Young, Young Jedi, Jedi Knights? Knights. Yeah, my man. <laughs> We're reading those right <laughs> now. We're on... I think we're at book nine now, eh, Corey? or ten even. Yeah,
2: we just finished Illusions of Grandeur, so I think that is book nine.
0: We're almost done. Um,
2: So, do you guys want to finish off with? uh, I've got one more question for Alex. Okay, you got got one more question for it. Um,
0: which, what kind of genre or which Star Wars author that hasn't been a part of the High Republic would you want to see involved? Like, like, are you looking for the Michael Stackpole?
2: Every chapter is just Elzar Man.
0: (laughs) 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 Betting Um, another woman or man or creature. like, oh, what have I done? (laughs) Third third time I made that mistake today.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I don't think anyone else is joining. It sounds like it's these five authors and that's it. Um... But if I could throw someone else in there, I really like Delilah Dawson's style. Mm-hmm. I think she tells very unique stories. But yeah, obviously, I'd I'd love a Michael Stackpole book about like what are the non-Jedi people doing right now? Mm-hmm. Let's get some.
0: Yeah, that was kind we, of what I was we, thinking they, too.
2: I love. We got the that Morris.
1: Give him a book. Yeah, we got more of them in the Light of the Jedi. I feel than this one. Yeah, and I, a lot I more. liked that. Yeah, so I I wouldn't mind just seeing like What are what are the normal people of the
2: republic doing and how are they fighting the nile and in the or,
0: core I mean, too? Like what's going on in the core because well, we're spending a lot of time well,
2: Yeah, that's they true aren't too. getting growled out by the chief or the the chancellor's lion So there's some <laughs> classist undertones going on here. That's not great. Uh, and now I want
1: uh, james lucino to come in and write and and do book yeah <laughs> those be... guys were
0: awesome they were
1: the second the second they show up at the end of light of the jedi i'm like oh you fucked up now niall fuck around Dude, and find out the planet <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> you know you know that's like tarkin's great-grandmother or whatever or like great yeah right? <laughs> but
2: yeah let's, well it's let's... kind of weird because uh toon is kind of taking Randolph tarkin's position in new canon now I thought where Toon like the person was... pushing for the the Central Republic military that used to be Randolph, now it's a Celestian.
0: I thought Toon was kind of like a Borsk Failure who's more likable. Like who's maybe not more likable, but more good. Because like I, I do think he is probably has good intentions and like he does help out at the end. He just reminded me of a lot.
1: I, I can see that. And I, I liked him too, where you know you have bad vibes about this guy the whole time and then like oh they're watching him on a secret meeting like here we go and he's immediately like oh no no i don't want anything to do with like this illegal <laughs> yeah. substance you brought here like I'm drugs not trying to no fight the jedi yeah, yeah.
0: and they like, even he's en- not trying
1: to end the jedi he's just trying to do different things
0: they even admit too it's like they're like and he might have a point on a couple of occasions he's like yeah. he's pushing for the central defense fleet and he might have a point it's like maybe like maybe you should have like a ship or two like who follows the <laughs> chancellor around like that might not be a bad idea i mean his whole thing about like this
1: whole republic fair is a dangerous thing and you should have more defense here <laughs> yep yes
0: <laughs> like oh you're gonna politicize and he's like well like no one's listening <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you, you guys have literal dragons here like
2: no <laughs> the one... ship you're showing off got attacked five minutes before it it's got. It's at here. the bottom
0: of the lake now. It's the second time it was attacked. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, but let's uh I think we should give our letter rating. So Alex, I, I'm not sure if you remember, but we have S to F, S being the best, and then A, B, C, D, E. I don't know what the lowest is D, I guess. Um do you wanna give your rating for this book?
1: Uh, I'll just give it an A for now. Like, mm-hmm. I think that when I finished it, I was I would have run around the house yelling S. Uh,
2: mm-hmm. I, I want to like it. I was very surprised.
1: Yeah, I mean, sometimes you just got to let these things sit for a little while. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I really, really liked it. The High Republic is just doing everything I wanted it to do so far.
0: Mm-hmm. Corey?
2: Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's probably somewhere in the A tier for me. Maybe it'll go up. Maybe it'll go down a little bit. I don't think it'll go down very far. But
0: Yeah, me too. There were parts where I was like, I really liked the first half especially. And I thought the writing was seriously improved compared to the last book. Um, but yeah, I think overall it's going to be an, an A for me as well. Big, Big improvement from my point of view.
1: That's just interesting. Like I, I would go the other way. Where compared to Light of the Jedi, I was like kind of a slow start, and then the second mm-hmm. half, it was just like, oh my god.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's different. Um, but yeah, that that's a. You see, like you would have given Light of the Jedi an S, probably would you? You think?
1: No, I, I, like they're pretty equivalent they're to pretty, me. Okay, I I can't decide if I which one I like more right now. Mm-hmm. I'm still, I feel like I've been more obsessive over The Rising Storm, so I probably like it more.
0: It's hard too the because the other one has a form. lot to do. Like,
1: mm-hmm. Light of the Good Eye, I think, was a big relief for me because mm-hmm. knowing how invested publishing was going to be in this, I think I was just excited that I was into it. And I was like, okay, thank God, it's not bad. I like it, I like all the characters. And then this was like just more of a roller coaster of a ride. Uh, so I probably do like the rising storm more.
0: Yeah, it was the other way
1: Part of me goes I can't keep saying that like every one of these books is one of the best star wars books i've ever read (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was definitely the other way where I was like after the first one I was kind of bummed out because I liked some of the things they're going for but like I really wasn't a fan of the writing and I thought some of it was a bit much and then this one I was like, okay, like I I can still like stories or really like stories even set in this time period so it was I didn't like it as much as like any of the Alphabet Squadron books. I think those are probably <laughs> my favorite for canon. Probably Alphabet Squadron, sure. even maybe it might even be one is my favorite. But but yeah, it was it was a uh, it was good.
1: Uh, the Victory's price is definitely up there where it's like <laughs> I should grade them about like. Just based on how long I yell at molly about them <laughs> when I finished them It's like we will i'll finish a book and then we'll just walk our dog and i'll just like word vomit all my feelings and she's like uh-huh <laughs> I, d- I did that with victory's price and I did that with the rising storm
0: Yeah, victory's price was really good I especially the jack who scenes like I think those are my favorite. We've had Jakku in like a million different books now.
1: Yeah, it's wild. I was like, I don't want him to go back to Jakku. And then they went back to Jakku and, and it was sick. like, it was great. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I feel like Jakku is going to be in Star Wars books for a long time. Like by the end of the movie, it's or by the end of the, I don't know, 20 years or something, it'll be like a picture of Jakku. You'll be like, oh yeah, this is the Star Destroyer where uh, Lost Stars happened. This is the Star Destroyer yeah. where, you know... <laughs> yeah.
2: Like I know you guys weren't as high on uh Greater Good, but like the last three books we've had have been basically what Rising mm-hmm. Storm, Victory's Price, and Greater Good. And like yep. when the weak part of the last three Star Wars books is a Timothy Zahn book, like it's right. not a bad time.
0: No, totally. Um what's next for for like what, what books are coming up next? I I, I don't know. I think it's cerebral, again. Yeah. It?
1: I th- actually I think the next one is well, we got out of the shadows is the YA High Republic book. But the next novel I think is Ronin. The visions tie in. Oh
0: yeah. Uh, I forgot about that. those. Yeah, Lesser uh, Evil's Thrawn November.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Queen So oh, I thought it was September. Okay. Uh Thrawn Lesser Evil is in November.
0: I think it got pushed maybe. Um Oh, did it? I uh, no, I th- I think it was initially earlier, but I'm not I'm not sure.
2: Oh, okay. Maybe yeah. I'm just thinking of when uh, Chaos Rising came out because I think that was September. and time, no yeah. longer
0: means it. Oh, yeah, Ronan is October twelfth. I'm just looking at the. I don't think we know anything about that. Um, Visions is good. Well, Visions should be exciting. I'm, I'm always yeah. down for. You know, they can be a lot more free with the stories they tell there. Um, bummed we lost the Mandalorian novels though. I know we're good. Yeah, me too. 'Cause we were supposed to get some original ones. I think we're getting um, a retread of season one, maybe, but yeah. Kind of a kind of a quiet time for publishing, I guess.
1: I think there's more to be announced. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I doubt there's gonna be anything between now and Visions.
0: My question is, are we going to get any more Timothy Zahn books once he's done um, The Lesser Evil? Are they gonna retire the old Zahn Man?
1: my joke has always been so i have this theory that when we get to thrawn in live action uh he's going to be a straight up villain Mm -hmm. and then my joke would be that like timothy's on is going to come along and write about how everything he did was actually a good thing um but i've actually like really come around on the discrepancy the inconsistency of the character where i'm like i think maybe it's just a character arc that i was blind to Mm -hmm. Where no Thrawn was a good guy, and then he made a deal with the devil and joined the Empire, and it corrupts him over time.
0: So, I don't know. I I, I think we'll probably get some. I just wish we'd get some consistency. Like, I don't know, these these last three Thrawn books, like I know, and again, they're almost kind of fantasy-like in a way, too. Um, But I I would just wish we got some consistency. And Like, I want to read those books thinking that they're going to affect Thrawn, in the upcoming show and i just i don't right now as much as i wish they would like Mm -hmm. i don't i feel like this could be books that never get picked up ever again
1: i totally agree with you i yes i wish that he knew anything timothy zahn knew where the character was headed so that he could foreshadow it and then like as a reader you'd feel rewarded and like oh i know something no no specifics but i know something and I can see how it all connects, but yeah, a lot of times you like read these books and you watch Rebels and it's like mm, I didn't didn't get much out of that.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway, I think that's all we can we should keep you for, Alex. Um, Corey, maybe we can just answer the questions what, like on next episode that we have. Yeah,
2: it'll be Young Jedi Knight, so it should be relatively quick. Yeah, so man. we'll
0: we'll answer the High Republic questions as well. Um but yeah, thank you, Alex, for joining us. Is there anything you want to take a second to I plug was... before you hump off and is it D&D tonight you said gonna slay yeah some playing
1: D&D with the crew beauty um, <laughs> so I, I assume most people here know about Star Wars Explained so I'll shout out uh, we have another channel uh, right now it's just called Malix for Molly and Alex but we're doing a show with our friend Ashton called Explain It To Me mm-hmm. and we're having people come on every episode uh, right now we're going through Loki, but you know when Mortal Kombat came out we had some Mortal Kombat experts come on uh, We had Mark from the Templin Institute come on for the Godzilla That, that movie great
2: Mark word vomiting at everyone for like good an guy and I loved it I will I want to
1: do like a whole series with Mark just because he has like the saddest funniest stories <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll shout that out.
0: Alright, so everyone if you want to find those you can look up explain it to me or Malick's that's m-a-l-e-x um, Good channel. I've been subscribed to that since it was that was the old was that that was the old Malix vlogs channel Or is that different?
1: Yeah, so we'll probably still do random stuff. there, just mm-hmm. like basically anything. That's not Star Wars
0: I think I might ha- have an appearance there somewhere in one of the vlogs So if you guys look close, uh, yeah, I bet you do so. Yeah, uh, make sure you check that out And Yeah, thank you so much Alex for joining yeah, us.
1: You know what real quick I will say that you made me in one video where we were uh EA play together and I was like do you want to do a face reveal and you were like nah so I took all this time to like rotoscope your logo over uh, I remember that your logo over your face and now here you are don't even care
0: yeah and it's (laughs) funny too because somebody else uploaded one and I was just right there the whole time I I forgot who it was but um but yeah I guess that's I like wasting people's time I guess which is why (laughs) I do YouTube videos for a living
1: (laughs) you're worth wasting time for
0: one of the nicest things anyone's ever said to me But yeah, I guess we'll sign off. Uh, thanks, everyone, for checking out and listening to this episode. Of course, if you're watching on YouTube, you can find TapCav Transmissions on all your favorite podcast places. And if you want to leave a review that we'll read at the end of next episode, include the word... Alex, what's a good word? Just any word that someone has to work into a review somehow.
1: Oh. um, a uh, Bumble.
0: Bumble. Okay. Uh, it's going to be about me for sure. All right, work Bumble into your review, and we'll read it at the end of next episode. But until next time, goodbye, everybody. Oh, next book, Corey, what is it? Young Jedi Knights.
2: the next Young Jedi Knight's book, okay. which name, the name of which I forget. So. Okay, the name of which Crisis I forget. Crisis Cloud City.
0: Crisis at Cloud City. Right. See Potter you guys then.